Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a particular moment in their life. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing that game special, memorable, and what stood out to it to our guest as we will get into the context of when and how they had this memorable time with it. A little bit of housekeeping up top. And by that, I mean a lot of it. Uh, we have a bunch of ways that you can support the show. You can find us on social media if you're on there, on both uh, Instagram and Twitter. And anything I plug today, if you just look at the link in the show notes uh, or the description in the show notes, you're going to see links to all this stuff for me and my guest. Uh, so you can just click it there if you want to follow us. You can support the show a few other ways, including leaving us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but if they're done on Apple Podcasts, that's where I can just read it myself. And if it's a nice uh, review, I'll read it on the show. Or the one bad review we got one time, uh, I read that anyway uh, because it was so uh, funny, actually. Um, that's really helpful so more people can find the show. You can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the game that our guest has brought on for the main event today. You can join the Discord if uh, you want to have fun, respectful, uh, hilarious conversations with other like-minded people on our, uh, on our whole network. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for that as well. And then lastly, you can check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. And that's where all of the bonus video game podcasts on our network live. Uh, you know, I do, if you're a listener of the show, you've been listening for a while, you know, I do this show that comes out every week on Wednesdays, the regular version of call me by your game. But I also do a bunch of bonus stuff, including a running games club for our network that goes all year. We're just about done. I think when this episode comes up, we will be wrapped up finally with our Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club. And then coming up next for our quarter three games club in a couple weeks will be our, our series where we go through Sonic Adventure with a fine-tooth comb uh, in a book club-style format. Basically, if you subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier, you get three bonus podcasts a week. That's 12 a month. Uh, it's So if you like me, I think it's worth checking out even for a bit. But that'll do it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our guest for today. And uh, which card do I want to play here? Um, I'll play oh, this card at the beginning of my turn. Please welcome writer and comedian Skylar Madsen. Hello. Thank you for having me, Connor. This hey. is going to be this is going to be an interesting one. It <laughs> is. I'm so excited. It's uh, Skylar. Thank you for being here today. Um, it's it's not uh, it's not often that I it, well, here's what I'll say is the game you brought on today. I don't know how I didn't know existed, but I didn't. And so oh, I'm really okay. excited because not only was it new to me, but researching it, I when watching people play this game, I was like, I want to play this game. Oh, well, I mean, there's somewhere at my, uh, you know, my mom's place, there is a copy. Uh, we could definitely oh, find nice. that. Yeah, no, I, I I bought this at the time it was released. We can get into that in a little bit, but oh. uh, it... Uh, the fact that you want to play it after watching it is really interesting to me because <laughs> it is um it is a game that does not want to be played. We'll talk yeah. <laughs> about it later. It is a nightmare. Like I picked it for that reason. Well, I'm sort of like, you know, those like far overreaching like guys in romance stories where they're like, I'm not giving up until you give me a shot. That's me in Sonic Shuffle. Uh it's very problematic, actually. Yeah. You're gonna love it. It'll um it'll be a very depressing ending to your uh sonic adventure book series because it <laughs> it fits right in the uh the release between uh sonic adventure one and two this Ooh. is this was the in-between game 
I'm I'm so excited. Um, well, before we you know get into that too much, and I know I'm sorry, I, I sort of opened uh Pandora's box for us a bit, but oh, yeah. um, Skylar, I know you through the uh, like I know the majority of my guests to the Los Angeles improv comedy community. And, um, I, and, you know, you're a wonderful, uh, you know, sketch writer and comedian, really funny improviser as well. I can't always place when I can, when I've met my guests for the first time and I don't know when we met, but I remember the first time, like I started to see you regularly. Um, and that was, and I, I should have looked it up before, but was, there was a show there, there's like one show that you used to run out of the inner sanctum. Um, did you run yes. multiple shows or just one? Uh, is this maybe the experiments one, the one I did with Albert Andrade? That's exactly what it was. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. This is like, what, 2017? Maybe? I think so. Something. Yes. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that was, that was it. Yeah. I, I'm sure we had you on. Yeah. We had to have. Yeah. I think I played it uh, at least times. two times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it's it's been two and a half years, but former guest of the show, Albert Andrade, came on, I think, <laughs> like, right after I had hit a year of doing the show. And, but yeah, I remember um, you, you know, you hosted that show and you were really welcoming and very funny yourself. And then I started to see you around doing, uh, doing more improv around town. And then eventually, you know, I saw a ton of uh, your sketch teams shows, both at UCB and then away from UCB as well. Mm -hmm. um but um well what do you want to share about yourself i've noticed started to encroach on your territory but who are you no no that's all great yeah uh uh yeah yeah a writer a performer uh perform with a group you mentioned before my sketch group moon goon uh one of the best thank you (laughs) a lot of moon goon guests on this show i'll say i'm 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 working my way into getting everybody at some point oh oh i was angela giratana (laughs) <laughs> took crazy she took crazy taxi <laughs> and let me tell you when i was, when you asked me to be on the show i was like i can do crazy taxi i google it of course i look it up has anyone done it my dear friend angela s- snapped that topic right away from How me. That, that's, she. Okay. that's okay that's <laughs> okay she she, <laughs> she probably killed it uh yeah yeah um yeah so yeah perform with moon goon uh that's about it i'm around you know i'm a <laughs> what else is there to say <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's how I feel anytime asks someone asks me to talk about myself. I'm like, does anyone want to hear about any of this? Like, or do I have anything that I think is like worth sharing? But um, yeah. But so have you guys wrapped up doing City Walk the musical, or do we have more dates coming? Oh, up? yes, yes. Thank you. See, you're so much better at this than me. Hey, I try. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wrote a if you're in the LA area, we wrote a musical about City Walk, the <laughs> outdoor shopping mall adjacent to universal studios the mecca that it is the mecca that it is the one if you're uh maybe a, a east coaster you maybe been to the one in florida but there are two beautiful city walks in america and one of them is here in studio city universal city and we wrote a musical about it a full musical uh it, we put way more effort into it than we should have uh, and it's better than it has any right to be uh just in terms of pure uh, everyone who comes and sees it they're like wow you really you really did write a yes. music, like you really put your heart and soul into this uh and we try our best we are comedians you know we try the the singing and dancing best we can but yes. yeah it's uh we have two more dates uh july 15th and august 12th i want to say they're both okay, on saturdays cool. we're doing it at ucb uh on franklin yeah two two more dates of that and then we have another show we are working on right now 
that will a new show for September uh, onward, kind of a fall show. There's oh a new show. my! There's gosh. a new show coming, and I can't. It's- and when you say new show, you don't mean like um, the like because you did a haunted hayride show before. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. It, th- is this just brand new, or is it like tangentially related? Because you brought something like that back last fall as well, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did like a uh, we did a, a during the pandemic when there were no theaters to perform at, we put on a haunted haywalk, <laughs> a, a walking Halloween haunted yes. comedy show in Griffith Park. Uh, it was very, uh, <laughs> uh, we just kind of found a spot in the park where, uh, no one was going to notice us. And when at night we, w- uh, gave everyone headlamps and sent them into the park to go on a walking comedy show. So, uh, when the theaters reopened last year, uh, we, uh, brought it back and did a like theater version of it. Yes. At UCB. But no, this is a, this is a brand new show with a Exciting. new, a new theme and that starts in early September. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm saying that out loud so that I do it, but also for the listener. And and yeah, it looks like by the time this episode comes out, uh, there'll be a show to look forward to on August 12th. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that uh, as well. Oh, thank um, you. Yes, yes, yes. And la- as we sort of wrap up your like, um, like, you know, what's going on for you, do you have any social media that you yourself want to plug that I should put in the show notes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um uh you said this is coming out in a couple of weeks but we are in the fun uh for context this is being <laughs> recorded yes. the week when there is a lot of social media options so oh. you can find me on you could find me on twitter or blue sky if that's yeah. still around in a couple of weeks you could yes. find me on threads that'll Ooh. probably still be around in a couple did you weeks. create your account i did i i i did create my threads i need to thread something maybe i'll do that after this that'll be what i do it's a good you, goal you, i think have. i yeah, I think I saw you also. Did you squat on your th- on your thread? I I haven't done it yet, but I I keep getting notification. Like I'll I'll open Instagram and there'll be a little notica- notification. I'm like, oh, cool! Did someone like my story or I don't know, like an old post? And then it's always like this person and 22 others use threads for the first time, and I'm like, I don't need you to tell me that. Like I know <laughs> it exists, Instagram. I don't need you to make me feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. And it's to be clear, uh, from what I've peeked at it, I haven't I haven't threaded yet, but uh, it is awful. So I think it's going <laughs> to I think I think it's going to stick around. It's a terrible app. Uh, all the all the brands are on there. You know, yes. Uh, everyone's having a great it's going to it's going to be the one I think that sticks, which is really funny. But so, yeah, yeah. Uh, find me on threads. Uh, hey. It's all I think Skylar Madsen. You can look me up. OK, cool. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on all of it. Killer. Well, I'll put links to your socials then uh, in the show notes as well. Um, and thanks for sharing a bit about yourself. B- before we get into your general history with video games, uh, will you please introduce what you've brought on today and call me by your game? Yeah, the uh, the game I have brought to you today is Sonic Shuffle. I can't wait. As we did a little, you know, we've already teased it a bunch, but yeah. Uh, so excited to get into more Sonic Shuffle in a bit. But Let's dive into your history. Do you remember the first time you took an interest in video games, um, you know, early on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. The first system I ever had that was that was mine. I played some like uh, Sega Genesis games. I think my grandma had one at her house. Oh, nice. Uh, but the only the first one I owned was I owned a PlayStation, like PlayStation one. Uh, and that was my first system. Oh, uh, yeah, it was it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. 
uh had you know your, your, your grand turismo your spiros your oh yes did not uh, uh was a was a final fantasy kid on that oh um yeah did you played that one can yes. i ask you about the playstation in general yes um do you remember was it something that like you heard about and wanted was it like a a, a christmas gift that someone took a shot on do you remember it all Yes, I remember exactly uh, because it was well. I had to have been pretty young. I'd have been like six or seven. Yeah, but it was it was Christmas '98, mm. and it was uh, as most kids were of uh, exactly around 1998. I was a big Rugrats kid. <laughs> I remember having the Toys R Us Christmas, the big like one that would come out for Black Friday that had like sort of all the big Christmas presents on it. Yeah, and I saw that the. Oh, like the catalog. Uh, the catalog, yes. yes. And it had uh, pictures of all the the like PlayStation games. And the PlayStation had a Rugrats game, but the N64 had a different Rugrats game. And I remember that very much stressing me out as a kid being <laughs> like, which, which one do I go with? Because it was like kind of implied like, you know, we can get you a video game system this year. Yes. Uh, pick, you know, kind of tell Santa which one you want. But it was like, okay, I want a Rugrats game. But like, having like my little like six-year-old brain being like which of these two do i go with so i think i ended up i obviously went with the playstation wow Uh, how different your life could have been yeah 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 no uh that's happened yeah it is funny that that's happened a couple times i remember that happened a couple years later with uh whether i got a ps2 or an xbox it's the same kind of thing it's like i want the one game for the one uh usually works out uh uh except for (laughs) the system we'll get into in a minute yeah but yeah, yeah. So I was a PlayStation One kid. Um, kind of had all the, the the platformers for that. Would rent a lot of games from Blockbuster and Hollywood Video. Um, you know, your Crash Bandicoots and your Crocs and things. Yes. Um, then uh, my next system was, you know, I think the following year, two years later, um, I got a Dreamcast. Wow. So I was a Dreamcast kid. Were you a Dreamcast kid? I wasn't a Dreamcast kid. Uh. I went on and and I even after going on a like binge in summer of 2020 with the extra money that I had, um, like I bought retro consoles that I never had that I always wanted. Like, yeah, I got a PS one, like the redesigned one, um, mm-hmm. the tiny guy. I got a PS two, uh, mostly just PlayStation stuff, um, because that was like a console that my uh, friends always had that I never had but wanted. Even after all of that. I didn't get a Dreamcast and still don't have one. Strange thing is, I've got one plugged in right over there, and I'm because I've been playing Sonic Adventure on my old tube TV. Oh, I love that. So yes, I, I, so so while I've never had one, one is going to be living at my house for basically like two to three months. Love that. Yeah. Oh. So sorry to go on a tangent. Well, I mean that's great, and also I, but I'm sure you can still. I mean, one of the big selling points of the Dreamcast that probably did not work out in its favor is you can burn games and just yes. put CDRs in it. So you could do a deep dive on some uh, some Dreamcast games. I really could. I've I've been given some like some uh, known about this for for several years because I've had some friends who have been like, well, what am I going to do? Like buy an overpriced Dreamcast game online or am I going to burn the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point. So, yeah, I I really could. Um uh, I've got three games over here right now. I've got Sonic Adventure, of course. Uh, I've got Power Stone and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. 
It's not a bad list. It's not a bad list. Not bad at all. But I'm um, uh, sorry to sort of take you no, off. No, no, I loved it. I loved it. I love talking Dreamcast because I was the kid who had one, yes. <laughs> which people would come over and kind of look at it funny. It was uh, you were we were a small group, the Dreamcast kids. Yes. Uh, I later got, you know. A couple years later, I ended up getting a PS2 uh, and then got a, uh, a GameCube as well. Oh, uh, so I entered the yeah, I, I, I was properly in the generation after the Dreamcast. Yes, definitely. Uh, burned out uh, spectacularly. But yeah, yeah, I, I got a Dreamcast Christmas 99, I want to say. I got a some sort of Costco bundle. I didn't ask for a Dreamcast. It just it was like I, I'm assuming there was some sort of deal. Sure. It looked like I got a, some sort of Costco bundle. It was a. It was a black uh, Dreamcast. It was Ooh. a Sega Sports Edition. <laughs> it came with uh, whatever their equivalent of, like, I think it was like their, their Sega uh, football and basketball game. Mm-hmm. It was like those, were, those were in the bundle. Did not know how to play either of those, <laughs> uh, but they were, I owned them. Uh, and then uh, I got a copy of Sonic Adventure and Crazy, and Crazy Taxi. That's a great Christmas. That- was it that was the, the, i think that was the entire christmas other than some candy wow what more do you need uh did you were you are you a fan of sonic adventure i know we're talking about a sonic game today but yeah i play yeah i played through sonic adventure uh i i did like those are only two sonic adventure one and two and shuffle are the only sonic games ever played and then oh, there's wow. a big there's a big sonic world out there yes um, there's a there's a, a whole subculture of sonic people <laughs> uh, my brother is really into sonic games still i oh. just just played the three on the dreamcast but oh i i texted him um he'll probably listen to this uh asking what uh what games i should talk i was like should i talk about sonic shuffle i was like what games did we own i was trying to think of a weird yes. game so uh he 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 threw some out uh we, i think we landed on sonic shuffle but uh yeah yeah um i did play sonic adventure it's it's a good platformer game yeah it's like a very fun game and sonic adventure 2 uh is a even better game yes i um you know speaking of moon goon jeremy colhane came on almost two years ago to talk about adventure 2 battle which is the gamecube version yes uh, yes and that's the only sonic game i've ever seen all the way through like i've <laughs> i've dabbled with like Sonic 1 and 2 I I play like I had a CD compilation uh growing up that I think we also got from Costco that was like some old Sonic games uh including Sonic uh, just a bunch of games that are great and one that I don't want to spoil but is on your recommendation list later today okay, um okay okay but um uh yeah so so good so much fun um oh uh yeah, continue. I have one question about a GameCube game for you, but it, I did want to didn't want to cut you off from the Dreamcast talk. If you had more to say, oh no, I I mean I had a bunch of Dreamcast games, loved it dearly. I thought it was a very very fun system. I like still the, is in your family's possession somewhere. Yeah, the, yeah, it's somewhere in you know it's probably in a box, but uh, I hope it still works. Yeah, yeah, we we we've held on to it somewhere. Uh, my brother might actually have it. I might actually know where it is. I should figure that out. <laughs> uh, it, it's tech. Technically mine. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Santa gave it to me. Yeah. Um, and we gotta... abide by Santa's wishes. Yeah. No, that, I don't know. I don't know what he got that year, but I got a Dreamcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, I yeah, loved, loved my Dreamcast. I thought it was very, it was the, I remember getting the system uh, and it having the disc to connect to the internet. Wow. And even though I, as a, you know, single digit kid, 
did not my, my my parents did not take the time to connect the video game system yeah. to the internet in 1999 i think we had just gotten internet that year Amazing. um so I don't even think they were aware of it. But as a kid, to me, that was the most mind-blowing idea that a video game system could plug into the internet. So I would just like yes. look at the, whatever that like disc was and be mm-hmm. like, wow, if only I had a really long internet cord, I could plug <laughs> this in and I could play with people from all around the world. Yes. Uh, but I liked that. I liked, uh, for the Sonic Adventure games, I was big into the Chow Gardens. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, I liked, uh, I had a VMU, the little memory card mm-hmm. with the screen on it. Uh, which had the you could put your chow on it and kind of walk it around like a tamagotchi that was very fun uh yeah yeah that was yeah i i loved i loved my little dreamcast uh, yeah i just uh, i wish it had lasted and maybe had a few more games yeah that would have that would have been great um uh you uh the game i do i want to ask you about though on the gamecube um mm-hmm. since we're still kind of in that era is a game that you didn't end up bringing on for the main event, but we flirted with for a bit. And that was the Universal Studios game. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I remember this so vividly. I This was a game I think I rented and never owned, but uh, I just wanted to hear anything you had to say about this game that you remember. Yeah, this game is sort of a, um, a, a, a spiritual uh, brother to uh, Sonic Shuffle in that uh one of the one of the reasons i the reason i picked sonic shuffle over everything was it was the first time as a kid i remember playing a game and being like this is bad and it's not my fault <laughs> because like i would play games as a kid and like it was either i like it was either, even if it was a bad game i would be like well i just don't understand this game yes. like i don't this is this is clearly i'm not old enough clearly i'm not mature enough or mm-hmm. clearly i'm doing something wrong or even you know you're young enough you play a bad game you can make it fun just by running the character in circles for an hour you laugh at that <laughs> uh but i remember sonic shuffle was the first time i was like no i i'm pretty sure i know what this game's trying to do yes i played mario party at a friend's house and that was very fun and now i'm playing this and this is not very fun <laughs> <laughs> and uh the universal game i think was the, maybe the second major time where i had bought a game i think I, we got that with the like when we got the gamecube is i think it was like a one of the first games to come out on it and then playing and being like oh no this is a bad game i've, I've made a yes. mistake yeah uh, i think um that i had a very similar experience i'd never like i said didn't own it just rented it or a friend owned it and yeah i remember like I for some reason I visited Universal Studios as a young kid like once when I was like eight. So I thought mm-hmm. Woody Woodpecker was really cool, and so I was excited that like Woody I mean, he Wood- is re- he is really cool. Yeah, I mean that's an undeniable fact. Um, but he is like very much featured in Universal Studios theme park adventure. But it it's one of those games that like nostalgia has painted it in a way that like makes me remember it fondly, even though it. It didn't, it was not a good game, but like Mm -hmm. my memory of it is like, oh, remember when they made that Universal Studios game? Yeah, it had like Back to the Future, E.T., Jurassic World Park or whatever. Um, Just in a a game that I think is also a little forgotten at times. So uh, I'm thank you for letting me ask you about it and talk about it a bit. Yeah, 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 it's a very fun one. Yeah, I think when we were first doing City Walk, I brought that up. It's like I was like, well, I, I did own that weird Universal game. Yes. Another uh, theme park game I owned for the Dreamcast, actually, 
which I think also came out on PlayStation, was there was a uh, like a Mario Kart ripoff that was uh, Disney World themed. Oh, Disney World Racers or something like that. Interesting. Um, where you would race through rides, like you would like race through Pirates of the Caribbean or uh, you know Splash Mountain. Huh. Those are the levels. Uh, I remember it being unique because you didn't play as like Mickey or Minnie. Oh. It was like Chip and Dale, and then a bunch of kind of made up characters that only exist <laughs> in that game, like weird like pirate pirate like lucy and she's like a dog pirate that kind of looks like goofy but doesn't really yeah. a lot of that uh so that was another like weird <laughs> theme park game and that game was probably terrible but in that same way with the universal game i was like no i played that for hours it was like the yes. closest thing i had as someone who didn't have a nintendo system until later to a mario kart and i played so much of it yes uh gosh that's so funny what a what a strange choice too on the characters like yeah why not just make it make it <laughs> like no know. yeah um yeah, that's that's really fun I, I would love to hear from you um it sounds like you've i mean have you gamed like most of your life or have you had any periods where you took like a lot of time off i did take a lot of time off i've actually i picked it back up in the last few years but yeah uh so let's see uh it had a ps2 and a gamecube uh you know and that's like you know late elementary school into middle school and then i take a pretty long break we had a xbox 360 mm -hmm. at my house that was my brother's i only played i played uh bioshock on that oh cool uh later in college uh i had a ps3 in the house that wasn't mine that i played like uh -huh. i think I, the only game i think i played on that was like portal 2 i did okay. play that all the way through but those are the only there was a good you know from probably seventh or eighth grade to maybe three years ago i those are i played one or two video games in that time, wow. time. uh and then uh in 2017 18 i got a switch yes uh and that kind of got me back into gaming a little bit and then during covid i uh with a lot of free time i uh, got a ps5 uh oh nice quite a few things and it's been fun because um i had a whole you know kind of generation and a half that i just missed so i'm uh on the ps5 i've really just been playing a lot of like ps4 stuff that i did not get to play uh totally. so it's been fun so i've been gaming more than i have in 15 years wow um do you remember what it was about the switch or that time that made you get one yeah um i okay so there was uh once i heard there was a new animal crossing game yes uh I was Animal Crossing was speaking GameCube. Animal Crossing, the first one on the GameCube, was a sort of religion in my household. Oh wow! Uh, for a short period, yeah. uh, we had a Animal Crossing ha uh, game that we played. I don't. I if if those games logged hours, I don't even know how long we played that thing for. But uh, <laughs> that was a, and that was the only one I played was that first GameCube Animal Crossing game. And oh then my I didn't gosh. play any of the following ones. So it'd been like a long time, and I was like, I kind of want to play an Animal Crossing game again. Yeah um uh it was so funny my uh my dad came to visit uh right around when that animal crossing game came out and he like he was he was he was staying at my place and he started playing it on the switch and he started to hear the little like, like yes. animal crossing voice and he goes are you playing animal crossing <laughs> i'm like he's like you don't he's like when you and your brother were kids i would hear that fucking sound <laughs> for 10 hours for like three years of my life yes. a little animal crossing but it like without seeing it he just heard the noise uh -huh. and had some sort of like ptsd to like yes how like 
big Animal Crossing was in our house to the point where it was like, oh, it's it's Halloween. Yeah, no, we don't want to go. Uh, we, let's wrap up trick or treating. We got to get home to to we gotta Animal talk Crossing to the villagers and all that. Yeah, because they're celebrating Halloween. We got to go check in on them. So that yeah. was a, that was a big game. So I think when I heard that, I wanted to play uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And also just like it was one of those things where I was like, ah, you know, I was an adult now with disposable income. I'd like some sort of little game thing to play. Totally. Uh, but it did get me back into gaming, um, which was fun. It's been fun to, to, to kind of discover everything that's come out recently. That's really cool. Um, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that, but could I I want to ask you a little bit more about the GameCube Animal Crossing. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, let's do it. So it sounds like you and your brother played it. Did anybody else play? No, uh, I believe my aunt also had a game. I have a, I have a younger aunt um, who's, uh, I don't know, like uh, maybe 10 years older than me. So yes. uh, she was also the way I found a lot of, uh, I never, I didn't own an N64, but uh, we would go over, she lived with my grandma. She was, she was younger. She, uh, so when I was, you know, in like third or fourth grade, she was in high school and she mm-hmm. had an N64. So that's still how I was like exposed to Ocarina of Time and Majora's oh, wow. Mask and all the, uh, it was just like when uh, we went over to grandma's house, that's when I got to kind of play with a N64 other than like at friends' houses. That's so uh, cool. And I think she had a GameCube too, but on our in, in our town, and I don't remember the name was, it was just the two of us. Yeah, yes. playing that Animal Crossing town. Man, that's a that's a game that I have some heavy nostalgia for. And uh, just like I've played, I think every Animal Crossing that's ever come out. Um, and but there's something really special about that first one. Um, and I don't know if you remember this, but the, it's come up on social media a bunch as people have like revisited them. Like the animals used to be so mean. Oh, yeah. And, like, they... Really funny mean, too. They would like yeah. really chastise you. No, no, they were they were they were very rude. It was so yeah. funny. Uh, we had. Um, yeah, but 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 got to love them. Got to love them. Now, now you know all their names. The Purple Cat. I remember yeah. the faces, the peng, the penguin. Don't remember their names, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a very fun game that you could do a lot with. I was obsessed. This feels like just knowing you. This feels like something you would have also been obsessed with. Yes, the, which was only in that first game that you could collect NES games. Yes, they they never carried that over, and that yeah. as a kid blew my mind. I was like, "There's NES games in this game, and I can." have them in my house and go play them that was crazy to me yes i like it's such a bummer that that's not still a feature in those games because it was fun to like i don't know get zelda or mario brothers and like throw it in your little house and first of all the little console looked cool just Mm -hmm. a little mini model but uh gosh that was great and then that's the first sort of game i remember like i there was such an anxiety over like not visiting your town because of the way that the villagers would a be mad at you but there'd be cockroaches in your house and the weeds would get out of control the weeds were rough in the first yeah. one yeah yeah it was it was pretty aggressive on that on that old one um gosh uh such a good good game and and so much fun i i actually tried to i i got my gamecube fixed in the last few years because the those for whatever reason that console's had an issue long term with the whatever the laser measures um or like however the laser is like fine tuned or or there's a word that's escaping me the laser's yeah. off and like it's not <laughs> reading it doesn't read games properly so it'll tell you that like it there's like a disc reading error and you have to get that mm-hmm. fixed but for whatever reason that works now but the clock in my gamecube doesn't work so Ooh. i like 
a few years ago, got Animal Crossing on the GameCube, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this. And then the next day I turned it on, like the clock had reset and like the game freaked out because it thought it was like years in the future or something like that. So, oh, that sucks. Um, anyway, uh, Animal Crossing is great. Uh, I would like to know, um, for you, maybe since you've got this PS5, whether it's a PS5 game or a PS4 game, have any that you've tried or like played for the first time stuck out to you that you want to shout out? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I've played sort of again. Not you know, I've been kind of going through all the all the big ones that uh, I missed out on. So I played both of the Last of Us games. Oh, nice. Uh, I did log a lot of hours on uh, Elden Ring. Mm. Um, that was that was a uh, you know last year. That was a big one for me. <laughs> uh, I uh, and I'm going back. I played the Final Fantasy VII remake, which was fun. oh my gosh, I love um, that game. Yeah, it's so good. I and I've I've got uh, 16 now, and I've barely started it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you have you started playing 16 at all yet? Or I haven't. I've been living through um like vicariously through other people playing it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've only probably done, oh it's 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 I don't know if it it picks up it's a very slow start a lot yeah. of cut scenes you're kind of watching a movie so I just haven't been able to like carve out the time but I do want to give that one uh some time but yeah um those are probably my big ones of, that I've completed in the last cool uh since getting it and then also just like jumping around and I got a PS Plus was able to kind of you know try Spider Man for a bit try God of War and just oh, kind of nice. jump around it's been fun I love that um. Well, very cool. Um, I have maybe just like two last questions for you. The first of which is, is there a game that you have your eye on right now that you haven't? I know you're just starting Final Fantasy 16, but any that are about to come out or just come out that you're interested in? Oh, that's a good question. What is coming? Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the... Uh, not Tears of, Tears of the Kingdom and Final Fantasy 16 were the, the big ones gotcha. for me this year. Cool. Those both came out very close together. Uh-huh. That's also probably another... <laughs> reason why i haven't delved into final fantasy 16 is i just did a lot of uh tears of the kingdom i maybe i maybe need a little bit of a break from playing yes uh, before i commit another you know 100 hours of my life to something but totally yeah no those are my two big series that like i think i loved the most since i was a kid so those those are the two that i'm definitely excited about i don't know what else is coming out this year that might be it. That might, awesome. Which that's 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 enough for me. I, Truly, it's so it's. I'm like seventy hours into Tears of the Kingdom, and I feel like I have barely scratched the surface, which is nuts. Um, but the last question for you is: before we head to our little break, are there any games, or is there like a game that you haven't shouted out from your history that I uh, you would be disappointed if you didn't shout out today? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Big. Big games and um, I was a big Kingdom Hearts kid. Oh, that was a big nice! One for me. It gets I, a lot of love on the show. I'm I'm sure it does, and I don't know if anyone's done it yet, but I uh, uh, didn't pick it as my topic specifically because I cannot make heads or tails of anything that's happening in those <laughs> games. But uh, I did the first two Kingdom Hearts games. I did love uh, cool. as a kid. Those were those were big games for me. So, gotta give love to to donald and goofy oh you gotta you gotta um well skylar thank you so much for sharing a bit about your history with gaming with me today um uh before we we're we're, we're gonna take a quick break if i can get my you know words together we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we'll talk about all things sonic shuffle so i'll see you on the other side let's do it 
Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Uh, I, Connor McCabe, am still here with Skylar Madsen. Skylar, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, we are going to uh, now finally get into your time with Sonic Shuffle, the game you've brought on oh, for the main boy. event. Um before we do so, like I told you, we are going to do just a little table setting. So if there's anything you feel is important to include as I go through this, like very two brief bare bones paragraphs, uh, by any means, please, please interject or I'll leave space for that too. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, I'm going to monologue really quick. So Dude. Sonic Shuffle is a, if you couldn't have guessed it already, Sonic the Hedgehog themed party game developed and published by Sega. For the Dreamcast in 2000, the game plays like a board game much in the same vein as Nintendo's Mario Party series, with up to four players moving their characters across a game board filled with a variety of spaces which can trigger different events. Some spaces will launch mini games that pit the players against each other in short competitive events, sounding like Mario Party so far. Um, Sega contracted Hudson Soft the developers of Mario Party, to assist with development. Um, an online multiplayer mode was planned, but was pulled so the game could launch in time for the 2000 holiday season. I believe that was when, this isn't in my notes, but Sonic Adventure 2 they originally hoped would release in 2000, but it wasn't ready in time, so they sort of, this released a little early. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> oh, did it? <laughs> yes, couldn't have told. Um And while, although critics, uh, they praised the graphics, the game's excessive load times and poorly explained over-complex minigames were found to be significantly detrimental to the overall experience. Uh, And critics classified Sonic Shuffle as an inferior clone of Mario Party. Um, Could you play as anyone other than Sonic, Tails, Amy, and Knuckles, or is it just the four characters? Okay. I can answer this because on the back of it, it said you could play as up to eight characters. But when you started the game, you got those four characters. But what you had to do to get the other eight was play the game. So I don't know. (laughs) I never. Well, not only did you have to play the game, you had to win at the game, which was very, very difficult. So I can't recall if we unlocked a single. Like new character. Yes, in the entire time we play and we logged a lot of hours into this uh-huh. as you do as a kid when you get a game as a kid that like I remember exactly where I was when I bought this uh it was we went to the Walmart in Antioch California I remember oh, yeah. picking it from the glass case having the guy come with the key getting that game and as a kid you get a game and you've spent what seems like months accumulating $50 to buy yes. the game so you whether you like the game or not you do just commit to it <laughs> uh and in those many many hours we logged in this game i i can't imagine we even w- against the computer won that many games yeah <laughs> so and you have to win a lot but i know you can unlock big the cat i think kill it you gotta get big the cat big the cat the sis the way you unlock the games I mean, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute it's okay. not, not unlock the games unlock the characters there's a very uh funny way you go about it awesome uh well i'm really excited well since since we're um well actually let me ask you something first um are there there any like bullet points that you think are important to include before we get into it or do we know enough about the bare bones of this game 
Yeah, I mean, I looked at, I did a little bit of research afterwards to kind of remind myself. Uh, yeah, the fact that it's made by the Mario Party people is very, very funny because it's they yes. knew how to make a party game that totally. was fun <laughs> and like kind of remains sort of a, a major, you know, like in the same way Mario Kart does. They make Mario Party games every couple of years because everyone loves them. So the fact that they blew this so bad <laughs> is so funny. Also, the fact I can't remember. I played Mario Party games. I don't know if I've ever owned one, mm-hmm. but the the this is this is this party game Sonic Shuffle is very plotty. Yes, like I if there is a plot, I'm sure there's a, like a very bare bones plot to Mario Party mm-hmm. games. Um, like, but this is the, the the Sonic Shuffle. I wrote down this lore, which is it's set in the imaginary world all of the characters get teleported to an alternate dimension where everyone's dreams and reality coexist with each other it's a very convoluted story Mm -hmm. for a bunch of mini games that you go to some sort of like other dimension of dreams and reality and just in case anyone's not clear it's called imaginary not imaginary yes imaginary world uh Uh when when doing research for the game and watching videos on it um well let me i'll clarify something and then i'm gonna i'll go into that point uh the mario party games can be a little plotty not nearly as plotty as this one is usually it's something like like in mario party 2 is the one i played the most it's like oh um like everyone got together to like have fun and then bowser showed up and screwed everything up and um like if you're playing on the cowboy board Whoever wins at the end of like Western land has a little duel with Bowser and it's not even, it's just like a cutscene that plays out the same way every time. That's the most that you really get from at least the early Mario parties. Who knows what the later ones go off the rails, but that's the, so that's the case. There's a little bit of plot, but watching the video, cause I watched someone play like, I don't know, an hour of Sonic shuffle while I was just like <laughs> looking up fun facts to share and learning about I the game. That um they like the intro is so long of how they get there and what's going on it's so convoluted that uh like i was like wow just let let people get to the game already yeah not only is it really convoluted plot wise but also just think like re-looking at it me like oh this just nothing about this is fun like yeah. when I when I look at my friends in Mario Party, my little my little Mario guys, everyone like even if there's like oh no, a, a bad guy, sh- a bad big flower showed up and we we got to stop him. It's still everyone's having a good time. It, it, Sonic Shuffle is very serious, <laughs> and no one seems to be enjoying. It's not a party; they're not enjoying themselves. And I think that's just true in general of the like the Sonic characters versus the Mario characters. Yeah, like you can have like. Like you, you, you hang out with the Mario characters. You know you're gonna have some good, like, sexless fun. Like everyone's <laughs> like, like it's just it's pure and it's lovely. Yes. And it's like, oh, we're gonna like do a silly jump roping mini game, or we're gonna have big crayons. The Sonic games, <laughs> it's just a lot of lore, and everyone's very serious and seems yes. angry and upset the entire time. Yes. Uh, gosh, that's such a funny. Uh, like just comparison of the two (laughs) yeah um wow so i want to go back just slightly to when you when you got the game at the walmart in antioch um do was this one that you 
were aware of or did you go to the store that day and pick it out uh i don't know how aware of it i was in the i think i just knew well, i had to have been aware of it because i do i do think i probably intentionally went to buy it it wasn't mm-hmm. like a random selection i'd usually save up for a game i probably saw it at the store beforehand maybe read about it somewhere on early internet or mm-hmm. in a in a video game magazine uh but i do remember i had played mario party before and at like friends houses and had fun with it so then and i had enjoyed sonic adventure one uh and i may have even gotten it after sonic adventure 2 i don't know if i got it in like 2000 or 2001 but i had enjoyed mm-hmm. the sonic games i was like oh sonic's the mario of sega and he has his own mario party i liked mario party i want a mario party the math game. here checks out <laughs> yeah so okay uh i know that they have a sonic mario party game let me get my money together and buy it uh so I, yeah i definitely it definitely wasn't like a random selection Yes. I don't know how obviously I didn't know I'd never played it. I just knew of it as a as the concept Sonic Mario Party. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, very cool. Um so about the game itself, like what do you remember about it? I remember uh once you got into it, it, it everything about it is Mario Party. But again, it's that it's if Mario Party wasn't fun. It's a big, <laughs> it's a big board game, yes. like Mario Party, but you're you move about it in this bizarre way. I think it's to to make your moves, like how many times you, like how many spaces you move across the board. There's this weird card based system where it's like a bunch of cards laying face down, and you select one and you flip it. And that's the amount of spaces it is. But other characters can steal your cards. Yeah. It's it's very confusing. Mostly I remember being confused. There's yeah. weird systems where certain characters can move certain ways uh, across the board. Tails can fly. Knuckles can climb. Um, but I remember it being very slow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the goal of the game is there's like emeralds on the board that are like little mini boss battles that you fight using this weird fight this does not sound fun <laughs> nothing about it and there's mini games and all of the mini games are bad yeah yes. um doing a little watching too like i was like okay so the the rings are the coins the which was an easy translation okay these like emerald things those are like stars, and when you get one, they move the next one away from you on the map. And But then there were things where I was like, wait, what is this? And like, why does this have a consequence sort of thing? Um, or like, I think I kept seeing people with like after their turn, they would land on a space. Some crazy looking enemy would just pop up like and they'd be in a little battle arena and then you would draw a card, and if your card was, like, the equal to the number above the enemy, then you, like, defeat them. And, like, I saw Tails get something, and then the other time I just saw someone get nothing. So I was like, I don't know what is going on here. Yeah, a lot of the game is kind of out of your control, both in yes. the mini games <laughs> and in these, yeah, these boss battles. You're right, you do, you draw a card. It's like... Yeah, it's literally like you and the boss both pull a card and whoever has the higher number, like it's like very greater than, less than, they win. But that's not really something you can do anything about. It's like, it's truly just you hit a button and it either says you win or you lose. Yes, very Uh, much. 
Yeah, and that's how a lot of the mini games are too. I read one of the ones that infuriated me the most as a kid was there was one where uh, also Doctor Eggman the entire time is just causing chaos on the board. Of course, but one of the mi- mini games was it's a soda machine, and Doctor Eggman shakes one of the sodas up and puts it in the machine. And there's like five soda machine buttons, and you each select one button, and the characters open the soda. And whoever gets sprayed with the shooken up soda loses. <laughs> yeah, that's not something you can. You're just you're just pushing a button and hoping it's not you. And that's a lot of those mini games. It's like yes. okay, I guess I lost. <laughs> yeah, some of those like it's because watching it, you can see a lot of the time the like analog from Mario Party to this. And I in some cases, it's like they're like, well, let's just we're gonna take the gameplay of this mini game but just give it a different skin whether it's like the one you're talking about sounds like there's a mario party one where um basically there's like five levers and you start off by pressing the levers and exactly if the thing blows up then that character's out and it resets um but at least that one all the levers are different colors and like you at least feel like there's some like strategy to it even though it is pretty feels pretty, pretty random uh I saw several mini games where people were like just collecting as many rings as you could um, and whatnot, uh, which seems pretty. There's, of course, so many coin based mini games. Um, yeah. Do you remember anything that was like redeemable or that you liked about the game? Or was it just was this a process of just like trying to play it? Um, <laughs> is there anything redeem- some of the mini games were fun. I mean, some of them, I mean. Mm-hmm more fun than others yeah there was ones uh even though they were a lot of them were very chaotic and you the uh the rules of how you play them would pop up very fast and disappear yeah. very fast um i think i did i mean as a kid it's like it's like classic thing where like it was what i had so yes, it was totally. it was my mario party so like i did like a game where you moved across a board and played mini games i like i didn't I just wish it was better. Yeah. But like as a kid, I still liked that process. I was almost having fun. I didn't yeah. know I had the knockoff crappier version. Yes. Uh, but it was fun. I mean, playing multiplayer was fun um, uh, against other other people. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked looking at the Sonic character. <laughs> this it is looks, I like. Yeah. I like the look of the characters. It's not quite Sonic Adventure crispy. And I say that in a good way, like it's not it's not quite as polished, but I do like the art style used for this game. And I like that, of course, the poses are charming after they do something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it That is so that I could definitely be like, oh, man, at least it's nice to look at. Um, I, I would like to know. Um, I want to get into a little bit more of the context of when you played this game. Uh, can you do a little scene painting for me on Ooh. where this your dreamcast would have been set up and what the room would have been like yes yeah, so this would have been my childhood bedroom oh um we had, yeah i had I had, a, I had a little small tube tv in my room nice i always had uh the video games in my room which was maybe a mistake but <laughs> you know whatever uh <laughs> uh yeah it was on a it, so it was a childhood bedroom it was sponge painted my dad oh, had wow. done like green and blue sponge painting all across the wall. Oh, so that was, wow. Uh, very, very 90s childhood bedroom. Um, I had a little white stand at the end of my twin size bed. Uh, it was a little rolly cart that had the tube TV on it and wow. I had the Dreamcast on it. 
uh, the PlayStation then moved from the t- top shelf to the lower shelf because it was yes. now it was now old news. I had the Dreamcast <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, it was, in the, it was in the corner of the room. Um, Did you share yeah. this room or was it your own? It was my own. We had it. We oh, lived in nice. a suburban little house. Uh, brother was next door in the next room over. Um, yeah, uh, that's it. Had a oh, oh, in the side of the. This is very relevant. Uh, at the Lucky Supermarket, they had a um, little coin quarter sticker machine full of mm. Crash Bandicoot stickers. So I had a bunch of Crash Bandicoot stickers on the side <laughs> of that stand. We had a, a Dingo Dial. They were all there hanging out uh, on my little video game uh, setup. That was my that was my rig. That was my my gaming yes. my gaming rig of uh, the year two thousand. I love that. Where did your uh, room like? A, did it have windows? Was it on the first floor? Ooh, yeah, second floor. Uh, nice. TV was in the corner by the window. Window faced the street. Very, like, track home neighbor, you know, uh, cookie cutter kind of KB yes. Holmes house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, I, was on the, I was on the second floor. Uh, okay. Yeah. Was that, like, were you in a place, were you, would you try to sn- sneak game time were you were you at a safe distance from where your parents would be to do that if if it if it was if you were had did have restriction i there were i was not a restricted kid (laughs) in terms of like time they kind of i mean you know you can argue about that but uh it was kind (laughs) of a tv and and games were and internet time were not things that were uh restricted for for better or worse i don't think i was ever i think i did have a decent amount of restraint as a kid i definitely wasn't like playing when i shouldn't have been or like you know any but uh yeah no that so but it being in my room i think was just further proof that like my parents didn't (laughs) it sounds bad they didn't care it was it was there um so i could kind of play it whenever i wanted Um, yes cool uh but i was a very serious kid about like okay yeah yeah no we don't i gotta go i go do homework i come back I, yeah i was self-regulated in that way very nice um that's fantastic now about the context of when you played it would you play this mostly with your brother did you play this alone uh a little bit of both a little bit of both my brother's four years younger so okay wow at this time would have been like probably like pretty young but we we would try also uh oh i guess uh my mom um when i was a kid uh did uh after school daycare that was like what she did oh wow yeah uh, for a living so there were always kids in my house okay so there were like there were always there's always someone to play a video game with up until like she did that up until maybe i was in fifth or sixth grade okay um so yeah so there were there were there was always someone to play we had two controllers um yeah so there was <laughs> there was always a uh player too yeah that's uh amazing i went to a daycare from when i was like really young to maybe when i was like nine or ten i we sort of stopped going but i remember at this daycare provider's house um she basically had her garage was like totally redone to be that space for like mm-hmm. the for the daycare itself was the daycare at your house similar where it was like a whole separate area or was it just like just around oh no it was it was the living room it was yeah it was everywhere there was no yeah it wasn't that big of a house where there was a designated <laughs> space so it was it was a lot of sharing with other kids like our yes. little like 
little loft den where the computer was. It was all, you know, it, yeah. So, it, and I mean, uh, my room was separate, but it's still, you got in, you got to invite Jakey and Jan, the Polish boy. Yes. You know, this kid from Poland that my mom would take, <laughs> take care of uh, after school. Uh, you got to invite them in to, to play some, play some Dreamcast. Yeah. Would you, um, now, do you remember, would you just like come home after school or like would other kids finish school and come there where there are younger kids who'd be there all day? There were, there were younger kids, um, especially when, yeah, yeah, there were, there were kids who weren't in elementary school yet and they were there all day. Uh, and then my mom would pick me up from the elementary school and the kids that were around my age. Gotcha. Um, and then we would also come home, but yeah, the, the younger kids were there, uh, all, uh, all day, uh, during the school. Uh, Very cool. Day. Okay. Um, do you now about playing the game? Do you have any like specific memories of playing this at all? Or is it more just like a haze in general at this point? Uh, it, it is a weird haze, but I do remember, <laughs> I remember, I don't remember specific events, but I do just sort of remember the general vibe of sitting around and trying to figure this game out. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yeah, it was, yeah. And it got, it got a decent amount of play. So, um, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't remember like one event of like, <laughs> of being like, yes, there's no, yeah, there's no like specific sense memory of being there. Totally, especially with, you know, a lot of times when people on the show, the majority of games are looking back about this far. So mm -hmm. more often than not, it is hard to recall a specific one. So I guess I'll ask you a little bit about just like in general, what would have been going on for, you know, nine, 10 year old Skylar at this time? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So it's, it's 2000. I'm sure a lot of school. A lot of schools. So what grade am I in? I got to be. This is this is like, th yeah, third third grade going cool. into fourth grade because I go into fourth grade in two thousand one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was a Pokemon kid. Uh, oh, nice. Again, this is none of this is unique. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big into. Po I remember in third grade, I very dramatically. I got into Pokemon a little bit earlier because there were old. There was, um, the oh, the Wrens were a family across the street, and there were these uh three girls that were all kind of close together in age. They lived across the street uh the youngest one was maybe two years older than me and they all kind of went up every two years yeah. they were a couple years older than me and they got into pokemon pretty early Ooh. they were into i would go over to their house and we would watch upn they watched sailor moon in the afternoon and then sailor moon would lead into pokemon uh oh, now so i got we're into talking yeah 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 so that was a good little block so i'd go over there and i got into pokemon maybe just like a year early which for a kid is a lot of time yeah so in third grade uh I, uh, when every, like when, like the height of, you know, 1999, 2000, the height of Pokemon fever, I just one day remember when I had the cards, I had the games, I had everything. I, one day I decided I do not like Pokemon anymore. <laughs> and I remember I very dramatically, I had all these, uh, cards and all these shiny cards. And I remember like going around the, uh, playground giving my cards out to kids that like based on if I like how much I liked that <laughs> like okay I like Miguel a lot he's a good yeah yeah okay he's very nice to me uh he gets a Blastoise yes. I remember doing that as some sort of ceremonial like as I'm, if you're like I'm gonna pass away and you're bequeathing your belongings literally, yeah like a literally a will like like I mean like just and be like okay yeah who gets this one be like because I'm done with I'm done I can't this was like the end of third grade. And I remember as a kid thinking, I'm going into fourth grade now. I got I to gotta let Pokemon go. Yes. So I many. My, 
kids like had times like this with Pokemon. I don't know if it was like, you know, getting a little older and like a fear of being seen as like a little kid or what, but I remember also having like a pretty clean break with Pokemon after like the <laughs> second generation. And I think a lot of people did. Yeah. It's so, yeah, yeah. It was around, the, it was around that second generation line. Cause I saw the first movie in theaters, didn't see the second one. I remember mm-hmm. when the series, maybe when the series started adding new Pokemon, I was like, wait, there can't just be, there can't just be more. Yeah, totally. Just be new ones. Uh, but it's also that very funny thing that you think about as an adult and you're like, how ridiculous it is. Like, like how infuriating that is for a parent like because when you're a kid a year is so much time oh my gosh yeah but to be like yeah no that thing i you just spent all that money on buying me yeah i don't like that anymore because i'm seven now (laughs) like it's or being like yeah i know you bought me that playstation last year but it's old now it's a year too old yeah gosh uh i'm mature now i've moved on uh Interesting. Well, um, I feel like I've gotten to just get so much uh, specific and broad details from your time, this time in your life, but especially with Sonic Shuffle. So before we move on, I did want to give you a chance to just sort of either share something you didn't get to about the game or just wrap this up for us and put a little bow on Sonic Shuffle for you. Oh, yes. Here's what, uh, here's what I, I think alluded to earlier and didn't the system for how you um unlocked characters did you yes. take a did you take a look at sonic's room not at all okay so There's you go to room? the room you oh, this is it you go to the start screen and it goes you know it's like you know save file play whatever it is the third option on the on the menu is sonic's room <laughs> It may not even say Sonic's room it, yeah I think it does Sonic apostrophe s's room and you clicked on Sonic's room and you would go into Sonic's room, which was Sonic sitting in a chair in front of a black table and just white walls all around him. Sonic's empty blank room. Oh my You should look up gosh. a picture of this. It's very, very funny. Do it right and now. They didn't really explain what you did. And I learned later how you unlocked characters was, I think by winning the games, which you yeah. won the game. The way you won the games is very complicated. You had to, I believe, win the most mini games have the most rings and have the most emeralds. There were like three requirements. Jeez. It was a lot. And then once you did that enough times with like, let's say you won with tails several, several times, you would get a picture of like a framed photo of tails that Sonic would hang in his room. Yes. So you would make his barren, (laughs) sad, empty room, like decorated with photos of his friends. And then like, after you got enough photos, you would unlock more characters. But I remember that weird vibe of like, click, what is Sonic? And you click it and you just see Sonic sitting in his room, not really doing anything. There was a window outside. Occasionally one of his friends would walk by and he was just in his little room by himself. I'm looking at it right now. And yeah, he's sitting in this this chair. There's one table in the middle. It's like he's a just moved into his first apartment. Um, Excuse me. Um. Uh, I'm allergic to barren places, uh, but and just there's a there's a brown book on the table as if he's uh, it, I mean, I guess assuming he might be reading it. Um, yeah, either a picture or a window on the wall because I see tails through it. Um, mm-hmm. And then like some I don't know if it's like a case or like a coffee machine, but there's something else on the floor, but it's very bare. 
Yeah, a the clock. Room was, a clock. I, I guess over time, if you kept playing this game, you would like slowly get more furniture and then yes. photos and things based on winning. But they never explained that. So as a kid, you're like Sonic's room and you click it and you just see Sonic sitting in a chair and it would change from like day to night. and He would just sit in this chair. Yeah. It felt unnerving. You're like, what is this? Why is Sonic's room an option? And what is he doing in it? No Gosh. explanation. It was very, uh, you felt like a, a like a voyeur, just like yeah. looking into Sonic sitting in his empty room by himself. So is the, like, do you know if you, like, if, so did you unlock <laughs> characters through this mode? I never got that far. Yes. So this is, I learned this later when I looked it up, but I was like, I just remember being like, what, what was Sonic's room? Because I don't yeah. remember there ever being an explanation. It's one of those very fun, odd things that you found oh. as a kid. And you're like, okay, I don't know what this is, it's but. Funny how that can stick with you too. Like yeah. that specific thing about the game. Uh, yeah, like I'll leave it on and be like, well, maybe something happens. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just nighttime and he's, he's, he's still sitting there doing nothing. Bizarre. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Did you also want to just wrap up whatever place this game held for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I love. I love my Dreamcast. It was a very, very fun system. It felt futuristic. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a funny game, I think, because it is my maybe least favorite game I owned on my, yes. on my Dreamcast. But I kind of, uh, I love, I have a special place in my heart for things like this that are like just complete misses <laughs> in sort of a, tr a tried and true like franchise big at, a, at the height of it just to like fumble so bad yes uh and create something so infuriating <laughs> that's supposed to be a party game that you're supposed to sit around with friends eating chips and play yeah and just to make something so miserable i kind of i kind of love it for that reason and i love it it's now this weird obscure game that even you weren't even aware <laughs> existed the third dreamcast sonic game truly uh well um skylar we, we've got some fun post-show segments but thank you again for bringing on sonic shuffle oh you're uh, welcome that was really fun to hear from you about it um but i'll go ahead and lead us into the first segment and that is the fact me by your game segment where i'm just gonna read a couple of fun facts to you about sonic shuffle um these today come from uh wikipedia and then uh, fandom.wiki uh and the first one i have titled jet set influence um, now, most sources attributed uh, Sega as the developer, um, although some attributed the game to Sega's internal development team, Smilebit. We learned about how Hudson Soft um, was also a developer on this game who helped with the Mario Party series. But um, Smilebit, this internal team, had also previously worked on Jet Set Radio, a game for the Dreamcast. Um, have you played Jet Set Radio? A great game, a very fun game. Yeah, no, yes, that's a, yeah, that was a classic Dreamcast game that was very, very fun. Um, I, I keep saying that now. I'm like the same team that made these very fun games, right? Made this, but yeah, Jet Set Radio was great. I don't think I ever owned it, but oh, I did. Cool. I, we did rent it at least once. Nice. Um, Maybe the the graffiti was just like, oh, we can't have our kids getting influenced <laughs> by this. Uh, so, um. One uh, connection to this, uh, well, Jet Set Radio was well-regarded for many reasons, including its cell-shaded visuals. And strangely enough, the Sonic characters in this game, uh, they also have a sort of uh, cell-shaded look to them. So that's one of the reasons why it looks so different than Sonic Adventure, which is just more of like a polished, pretty 3D model of Sonic. Um, but uh, 
Yeah. So um, that's it. That's the first uh, fact I have for you. The second one uh, I have titled Lost to the Dreamcast. Uh, this, is one, this one's pretty quick, but Sonic Shuffle is the only Sonic Dreamcast game to never be released outside of the console. So it was released for the Dreamcast and it stayed there. So this is very much a Dreamcast game. I love that. Yeah, I tried. I was like, oh, maybe it's like there maybe there's like a port of it I can play on Switch or something. Yeah. Or maybe a Steam. I could not find anything anywhere. No, I mean I'm there's I'm sure there's a, some sort of emulator of it, but yeah, this is not a game that they're <laughs> they're worried about anyone playing ever again. Truly. Uh they have buried it. Um well, anyway, that'll do it for the Fact Me by Your Game segment, and I'll lead us into the final one, the game recommendations. Uh, now, Skylar, um, I like to treat this segment as my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, uh, where I'm going to treat Sonic Shuffle like your passionate summer love from Italy that you're eventually going to move on from. Um, and in order to you know help you get over this heartbreak – I'm going to sort of give you three possible fling options, some new some new games to date. Uh, so I've got three ready for you today. Hope you're ready for that. That's here. And I'm All right, ready so, to fall in love again. Yeah. So every one of these is going to have something in common with Sonic Shuffle. I find a little familiarity goes a long way. So the first one is if you like your Sonic side games, you like that this is something it's a familiar format, but with a little Sonic flair. And But you now want to play, instead of a party game, a Sonic Racer. I'll recommend to you Sonic R, which is an early <laughs> Sonic racing game. Do you know this one at all? That's a t- uh, I think I, 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 I have seen it. That's a terrible name. Yes, it, I know, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, this is a 1997 racing game uh, developed by Traveler's Tales and Sonic Team. Uh, and this was originally produced for the uh, Sega Saturn. Um, okay. This, so... It's um it's actually the third racing game already in the series, but the first to feature 3D graphics. Um, this is one that I had on the PC uh growing up and I loved it. Uh I'll oh, say really? so this is actually kind of a real recommendation. I think it's worth trying. Uh, if anything, for the music, because the music is just like a total vibe. Um, so anyway, your first it's a one, racing game, but I'm looking at it now and it's a I was assuming cars, but they're just oh, it's on, on foot. They're on foot. It's yes, just, it's a it's a running game. Yeah, this is this is a this is Which a track and field game. Makes sense. Sonic goes fast, but yes. I was like, oh yeah, no cart, just, just yeah, just just shoes. Yes. Uh. Anyway, Sonic R, your first recommendation. Uh. Now, if what you took away from this game was you're like, I like the Mario Party-ness of it. I love Mario Party, and I just need another Mario Party clone, and that's all you want. I'll recommend to you Muppets Party Cruise. Do you know what this game is? No, I don't. This, I mean, I'm assuming it's a Muppets Mario Party ripoff. What system was this on? This was released for uh, the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube in 2000. Uh, 2000 uh, let's see, was it 2? No, 2003 originally in North America. And it's it looks weird as hell. <laughs> and, and it's honestly a little disturbing because like all these, you know, board game games uh all these board games i'll just say uh you see the characters moving around on the on the map it's weird because the muppets we don't normally see their legs but you just oh, see it's like so unnerving so this is one of those so if you're t- 
down to be a little disturbed, I think this would be worth checking out at some point. Yeah, nothing's nothing's worse than a than a the full body view of Fozzie Bear. It's very yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's for not, sure. It's not I'm looking at this now. Yeah, this is this looks uh this looks this looks rough. I love yes. this. Uh, but I do love I do love a Muppet, so I'll I'll give it a go maybe. Hey, well, there you are. Um so that's your second recommendation and the final rec for you is if you're actually tired of gaming, you're sick of playing games, you'd rather you fancy yourself to get an education, but you still need your guy Sonic there. I'll recommend to you Sonic's Schoolhouse, which is an educational video game. Uh, let's see, when did this bad boy come out? Uh, this is an this is an early one because you can you can tell by the way Sonic looks. Uh, <laughs> came out in 1996. Uh, it was published. Um, let's see here uh, by Sega Entertainment, developed by. BAP Interactive and Orion. And what did this come out for? Um, does it say here? Oh, it was a this was just a PC game. But if you like your educational games, uh, Alec, you're gonna be able to learn math and reading on this one. This is one of those classic like deceiving games where like yeah. you'd go over to a kid's house and he'd be like, Yeah, I only have one Sonic game I'm allowed to play. It's on the computer. And you'd be like, Sonic, can't, I have to do math? This this isn't fun. Yeah. I feel I feel betrayed here. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll wrap up your recommendations by reading them off again. We have today Sonic R, Muppets Party Cruise, and Sonic Schoolhouse. That'll do it for the game recommendations. That'll actually bring us to the end of the show. So before we go, um, Skylar, I just wanted to say uh, and plug whatever we want. Uh, thanks again for doing this. This was so much fun to you know get you on the show, get to know you a little bit better. And and just hear about uh, a very interesting game in your life. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is fun to do. It was fun to to reminisce uh, about the Dreamcast and all those old games. I, haven't, I honestly haven't thought about them in a long time. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you had a good time. It, it was an absolute blast. Uh, on the way out, though, um, was there anything you'd like to plug? You can even just plug stuff uh, that you've already shouted out earlier on the show if you'd yeah. like. I mean, you guys can find me on socials, uh, usually Skylar Madsen on everything. Uh, yeah, you know, Instagram, Twitter, threads, <laughs> yeah. kind of all that. And then, yeah, uh, my group Moon Goon has another live show. We're doing City Walk the Musical if you're in L.A. Uh, July 15th and August 12th are the next two dates. And then, yeah, we're, we have another show coming out in September. And you can always follow me. I'm always doing other stuff with them or, uh, you know, uh, on my own. So I'm around. <laughs> Killer. Um, I'll be sure to put links to all of that in the show notes. And maybe I'll even link Moon Goon's Instagram just for so people can uh, be sure to be on top of that new show that gets announced at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, thanks again. I'll go ahead and just close this out with some plugs of my own. Uh, the show art for Call Me By Your Game, the beautiful art you see wherever you're listening to this podcast, is done by Glenn J. You should check out his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. This show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You can give him a tip of your hat for putting in uh, uh, all the work into the show, including producing it and doing the original music, by listening to his podcast, Video Games, A Comedy Show, wherever you get yours. Uh, you can follow me, Connor McCabe, on social media at uh, Connor underscore McCabe um, on Twitter and Instagram. And then on, on, on blue sky, give me a follow uh, where, <laughs> where Skylar and I follow each other at Connor. I'm just Connor McCabe there. You're not allowed to use underscores. I, I learned the hard way. Um, 
I was hoping I just could keep it uniform, but I guess underscores just aren't, aren't oh, a thing. Oh, you hate there. that? My Instagram is the only one that's not my full first and last name. It drives me crazy every day. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll see if I can change Twitter and Instagram now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you can follow me on social media there. I also stream video games on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. So if you want to come hang out with me as I'm playing games uh, and just chat a little bit, you can do that there. I, I play a lot of backyard baseball um 2001 on there the old computer game and i've been playing through grim fandango for our uh upcoming august co-op episode um and i'll probably be doing more stuff and then lastly like i said before the show you should check us out on patreon uh if you had fun hanging out with me and you enjoy the way uh the conversations that i have with people about video games there's a ton of me on that network as well so we're over at patreon.com slash super npc radio um again we're about to start our Sonic Adventure Games Club series that's going to release every single Friday, I believe starting the first Friday in August. So for about 12 12 episodes covering that game, it's going to be a blast. Um, Again, three bonus podcasts a week at the $10 DJ Toad tier. That's 12 a month. Um, Yeah, it's a great place. Check us out. Uh, But that'll do it for now. Uh, And we will go ahead and close out this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.